Welcome back to the lounge, getting closer and closer to week one. If you've already had your drafts, I hope you did well. I hope you took some advice from the lounge. But for those that have not finished their drafts, I've been getting a lot of DMs asking for a continuation from rounds one through six. So I'm bringing round seven through 12. I do appreciate the comments, feedback for anyone listening to the podcast, anyone subscribed. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please leave a review leave a rating it's the only way that people are gonna find me you know it it takes a lot of work a one-man show to record release do all the stuff that's involved in the podcast so you know my goal is to help the community help you guys win championships give you some insight from my years of experience and i'd like to grow the podcast so any way that you could help by liking subscribing retweeting sharing it would be greatly appreciated and it would make me uh, know that my hard work is being enjoyed by players in the fantasy community. So we're going to get started with rounds 7 through 12. I hope you can apply this to your draft, and I hope that you are in position to win a championship this year. So you can find me on Twitter, at LoungeRoto. Again, subscribe, like, review. Uh, It is appreciated. So grab your drink, relax, and let's get ready to mock draft. Now, going in around seven, pick 73 to 84 starts with Will Fuller. No, thank you. He can't stay healthy. I'm passing on Will Fuller. 74 is Austin Eckler. He could be a good value pick here. However, I have my eyes set on Justin Jackson later, so we're passed on Eckler. 75 is Jared Cook. No, thank you. 76, Eric Ebron. I'm okay with the pick. Not a fan, but you can do worse. Allen Robinson, we're moving him up. I think that he could be the number one focal point for Mitch Trubisky. Two years coming off his ACL. Mitch Trubisky's second year in that offense. I think Allen Robinson could have a good season, so we're bumping him up. And 78, Christian Kirk. We are moving him way up. I think Christian Kirk can finish inside the top 20 wide receivers this year. So we're bumping him up way up into the the sixth round, even the fifth. I'd rather have Christian Kirk over Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Alshon Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry, and Robbie Anderson. However, we're not going to reach on him that high because if the industry is not on him, we want to get that value. He's going at wide receiver 32. And again, I feel like he can go at wide receiver 20. So AJ Green's going at wide receiver 21. I think Kirk will have a better season than AJ Green, but we will gobble up some of the other players before we take Kirk. We can, you know, secure our tight end with OJ Ingram or Hunter Henry and get Kirk in the sixth or seventh round. So we love Christian Kirk this year. 79 is Latavius Murray. I'm okay with Lat Murray. I think he's going to have some good production this year as long as he stays healthy in that offense. Carson Wentz. I have him as my quarterback six this year. He's being drafted at quarterback seven. So while it is value, and I wouldn't fault anyone for taking Carson Wentz in round seven, I think there's even better options later. So we're going to pass, especially if you're choosing between Christian Kirk or Carson Wentz. Uh, It's Christian Kirk all day for me. 81, Darius Geis. Now, if Geis falls, I will take a shot at him because he could be there to help us make a title run once he gets healthy at the end of the season. So I'm not completely passing on Geis, but round seven is a little high for me. 82, Josh Gordon. He has skyrocketed up draft boards after his reinstatment. However, he was a great value in round 15, which I was getting him a lot in best balls. Round seven, I'm going to pass. I'm going to hope he falls maybe to round 10 or 11. Uh, I would definitely be a buyer there. Jordan Howard at 83, we're going to pass there. Drew Brees, 84, drafted at quarterback eight. I'm going to pass there. Again, there's much more quarterbacks I'd rather have. 
So let's recap round seven. We love Christian Kirk. We're moving him up into round six, but if he is available in round seven, take him there. We also like Allen Robinson, Latavius Murray, and Carson Wentz in round seven if you want to take your quarterback that early. But if you want to take my advice, we're going to pass on quarterbacks until later in the draft. Now, round eight starts with Rashad Penny. I'm okay with that. I also predicted Rashad Penny to have a breakout season, you know, with Chris Carson's injury history and the fact that Mike Davis leaving has vacated over 100 touches. I think Rashad Penny has some standalone value, even if Chris Carson remains healthy. So I'm willing to take a shot at Rashad Penny in the eighth round with the hopes that he would be a good flex. And if there's an injury, he can move into becoming a running back one. Now, 86 is Dante Pettis. I'm going to pass there. 87 is Darrell Henderson. I'm going to pass there. Cam Newton going as quarterback nine. I have him ranked as quarterback 12. We're passing there. 89, Sammy Watkins. I'm okay taking a shot here. If he stays healthy, he's going to have a huge season. If he gets injured, it's nothing that we haven't expected and seen in years past. So I'm okay with him there. Jared Goff going at quarterback 10. I have him as far as quarterback 16. So we're passing Russell Wilson, he's going as quarterback 11, and I have him ranked as quarterback 9, so here's a value for us. I think he would be a good pick if you want a quarterback this early. I'm okay taking Russell Wilson there. 92 is the Chicago Bears. We're not taking defenses nearly this early. We will focus on defenses in the last two rounds, along with our kicker, if you have to take a kicker in a defense, but typically defenses don't repeat as the number one year over year, so it's just not optimal drafting strategy to select a defense in the eighth round. 93 is Vance McDonald. A lot of the industry is high on Vance McDonald. I'm not as much. You know, he's had injury history his entire career. I don't think he's ever played 16 games. So we're going to pass on Vance McDonald, let another owner deal with that headache. 94 is Marvin Jones. Again, Detroit could be a mess this year. We're avoiding that offense unless absolutely necessary. 95 is Curtis Samuel. We're moving him up. There's been a lot of hype. I think that he's going to have some big splash plays. He obviously moves up our draft boards if it's a best ball format where they take the best scores every week and you don't have to adjust your lineup. But if we must decide which weeks to start Curtis Samuel, that's going to be throwing darts. Number 96, D.D. Westbrook. I think he could be a sleeper pick this year. Jacksonville has one of the easiest pass schedules in the NFL. A lot of people are sleeping on D.D. Westbrook. So if you want to take a shot at him here at 96, I'm okay with that. So recapping round eight, we like Rashad Penny. We're passing on Pettis, Henderson, Cam Newton. We're okay with Sammy Watkins. We're passing on Goff. If you're a Russell Wilson fan, now's the time to take him. No defense, no Vance McDonald. No Marvin Jones. We'll take a shot on Curtis Samuel and a flyer on D.D. Westbrook. Round 9, 97 through 108, Larry Fitzgerald. Now, I think the Cardinals are going to have a really explosive offense this year, so I wouldn't mind moving Larry Fitzgerald in round 8. Number 98, Royce Freeman. I identified Royce as a breakout candidate on episode 2 of the Roto Lounge, so big fans of Royce Freeman. We'll take him there, maybe even move him up. Sterling Shepard, passing on the Giants offense there. Corey Davis, passing on Corey Davis because of Marcus Mariota's inability to be a good quarterback. David Njoku, we're passing there. Kareem Hunt, we're not drafting anyone that's suspended for the first 10 games. LaShawn McCoy, this is a sneaky pick here, LaShawn McCoy. You know, a lot of the industry is talking about LaShawn McCoy being a cut candidate and falling in love with Devin Singletary. I'm not a big fan of Devin Singletary. McCoy could have a sneaky year 
if Buffalo uh, has a competent offense. And I think that they they may have a decent offense this year. So I'm not completely overlooking LaShawn McCoy. If the way the draft unfolds and I need some running back flyers, I'll definitely take a shot at LaShawn McCoy in round nine and just hope for the best. Jameis Winston, I have him at quarterback 13 and he's being selected here at quarterback 12. So that's not a value or passing. Now 105, Kyler Murray, hot take. I have Kyler Murray as the top rated fantasy quarterback this this year. If you want to make tiers, I would put Kyler Murray in the same tier as Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I think those three are going to battle it out for the top three quarterbacks this year. And with him going at 105, this is a no-brain pick. We are going to definitely target Kyler Murray in the ninth round, even the eighth round, and perhaps the seventh round if there's a quarterback run. And the reason I say that is because I think Kyler Murray can be a league winner. So I would definitely start preparing to take him in round seven if some other players fall, because there are a few other quarterbacks that I like. So if someone reaches on Kyler Murray uh, in round seven or eight and we don't have him, I'm not going to panic. There's a few other quarterbacks that I want. But if we can get Kyler Murray in round eight or nine, that's value all day long. That's that's the quarterback that I want to build around this year. Back him up with another quarterback that that I feel like can uh, get us through the season if Kyler for some reason does not perform as expected. 106 is Cortland Sutton. I do like Cortland Sutton. I think because the Broncos don't have a lot of excitement around them, he's being overlooked, but I think that he could be a high volume, consistent receiver in that offense. Peyton Barber. I'm moving Peyton Barber up my rankings because I think Ronald Jones is bad at football. And now there's reports that he has knee swelling. So somebody has to get the ball in that offense. I don't think it's going to be Ronald Jones. I think that it's going to be Peyton Barber. Now keep your eye on this. This is all speculative uh, in my opinion that I believe that the general manager Jason Like was trying to get some value out of Ronald Jones seeing that they spent a high draft pick on him and most GM's job security rides on their high draft picks. However, the Glazers just inked Jason Light to a five-year extension even though he is most of the reason the Buccaneers roster is so bad. I think that they might even move on from Ronald Jones now that he's got his job secured. There's no reason that they need to force Ronald Jones into the lineup if he is that bad. Look for the Bucks to add a running back that gets released from another team, possibly a TJ Yeldon and Elijah McGuire, a Kenneth Dixon, a running back that could be released that the Bucks could sign under their conditions based on their salary cap issues right now, thanks to Jason Like. But if they don't, Peyton Barber is definitely a target of mine. I don't think he's that good of a running back, but I think based on opportunity and volume, he's going to be a valuable fantasy asset this year if they have nobody else in that backfield. In number 108, Emmanuel Sanders. A few years ago, I really like Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's past his prime, so I'm just going to pass on him this year as well. So recapping round nine, we like Larry Fitzgerald. We like Royce Freeman. We like LaShawn McCoy. We love Kyler Murray. We'll probably even take him one round prior to this to ensure that we have him. We like Cortland Sutton and Peyton Barber. Round 10, 109 to 120. 109 is Kalen Balage. Again, I talked about how I predicted Kenyon Drake to have a breakout, and now Kalen Balage is getting some involvement in the offense. So while I'm not targeting Kalen Balage, again, this goes down to our roster construction, how the draft has unfolded to this point. If we have gone wide receiver heavy because of the value and we need some running backs to fill in our roster spots, I'm okay taking a shot at Kalen Balage here, hoping for the best, possibly could be a good fantasy season for him. 
Um, at 110 is Ben Roethlisberger. He's going as quarterback 14. I have him as quarterback 18, so this is not value. 111 is the Los Angeles Rams. We are not taking defenses. 112 is Ronald Jones. Again, he's off the draft board. Want nothing to do with Ronald Jones. 113, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I actually think that Jake Kumaro could sneak up and surprise a lot of people and become a favorite of Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not interested in Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez-Scantling, so I'm passing here. Tom Brady at 114. I have Tom Brady as quarterback 14. Uh, Right now he's going as uh, selected as quarterback 15. So it is value with Josh Gordon, with Julian Edelman, with James White, with Sony Michelle catching the ball, and with Nikhil Harry. I think Brady can put up some good offensive stats. But again, there's a lot younger quarterbacks, quarterbacks that can scramble. So when I'm drafting my quarterback for my fantasy team, I'm looking for one that has the rushing upside. So we're passing on Tom Brady. Now 115 is James Washington. I've I've said uh, on record that James Washington will be a stud in the NFL. He is better than Dante Moncrief. It's only a matter of time before he supplants him in the starting role. Moncrief has been in the league for six years. He has done absolutely nothing other than one season with Andrew Luck. Jacksonville brought him in. They released him after one year. I'm not excited about Dante Moncrief. I think James Washington has all the tools, all the metrics to be a really good NFL wide receiver. So we want James Washington. We'll definitely target him in this round. And 116 is Lamar Jackson. I have him ranked at quarterback seven. And right now he's being drafted as quarterback 16. So we definitely would take a shot here at Lamar Jackson. If you like Lamar Jackson over Kyler Murray, uh, I can't fault you there. You know, I think Kyler Murray is a better passer. Lamar Jackson is going to get more rushing opportunities in that offense. So I wouldn't mind targeting both. If you want to go back-to-back quarterbacks with Kyler And then Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't fault you there. You'll have two exceptional running quarterbacks that will put up points each week, whether it's a combination of passing and running or simply on their running production. Number 117, Matt Breda. This is a sneaky pick here. I think that Breda could surprise a lot of people. You already have McKinnon having knee issues. You already know that Tevin Coleman is not a pillar of health. And each week last year, Breda fought through injuries and was a very successful back. So depending on roster construction, if we're strong at wide receiver and we're throwing darts at running backs, Breda is definitely a target. We'll consider him in this round if we have a quarterback and we need a running back. But in rounds nine and 10, we need to start looking at our quarterbacks because we should have a strong team built around them. So these next few rounds, if we don't have a quarterback, it's time to target one. 118, Geronimo Allison. We're passing on him. Number 19, DK Metcalf. Cap, no thank you. 120 and kill Harry, not this year. Dynasty, yes. Redraft, no. So recapping round 10, quarterback is our goal. So we're looking at Lamar Jackson, but also if we have a quarterback, we're going James Washington in this round. But we like Kalen Balazs. We don't like Ben Roethlisberger. No defense, no Ronald Jones, no MVS, no Tom Brady, no Geronimo Allison, no DK Metcalf, and no Kill Harry. Round 11, 121 to 132, starts with Phillip Rivers. Again, we're not going pocket passer. We're, we're looking for quarterbacks with that rushing upside. 122, Greg Zerline, the first kicker off the board. We're not drafting a kicker in the 11th round. We are securing value at skill positions. Kickers are a dime a dozen. We can get a kicker in the last round. One of my strategies is drafting a kicker in one of the last few rounds. If you have to draft a kicker, the remaining kickers, it will be based on their playoff schedule. I'm looking for kickers that are playing in domes. I'm looking for kickers that are playing in warm weather stadiums during the fantasy playoffs. Also, what I like to do is when I do draft a kicker 
in the last round or the second to last round. I'll wait till week three of the fantasy season and then I'll check the waiver wire and I'll filter the kickers based on production. And most times, most times, the top kickers are still available in free agency. It's always a kicker that nobody thinks about, that nobody drafts, that's at the top of the waiver wire. So take your kicker in the last round or the second to last round, and then we're going to check the waiver wire at week three. We're going to see who's available. We're going to go with the highest scoring kicker or the second highest scoring kicker based on that fantasy playoff schedule. And we're going to add and drop if our kicker isn't performing. That's a little strategy that I like to use that I've been very successful doing throughout my career playing fantasy football. So 123 is Adrian Peterson. We're going to pass on him. 124 is the Vikings. We're going to pass on them. 125, Carlos Hyde. We're going to pass. 126, Deion Lewis. We're going to pass. 127, Tyrell Williams. We're going to pass. 128, Deshaun Jackson. I definitely would I would not mind taking a flyer on Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to have some good weeks with Carson Wentz. I think they're going to build that rapport. So I wouldn't mind taking Deshaun Jackson. Now, 129 is Delaney Walker and 130 is Austin Hooper. If you're looking for a tight end, if you need some depth at tight end and you like either of these two players, I would not fault you for that. However, I predicted Dallas Goddard was going to have a huge season this year. He is way down draft boards, especially after his calf injury. Now, I know calf injuries can linger through the season. However, the Eagles are going to run a lot of 12-man personnel and when he's healthy he's going to put up good fantasy points so if I already have my starting tight end I'm going to wait and get Goddard late if I don't have a starting tight end Austin Hooper or Delaney Walker wouldn't be bad selections personally I'm not targeting them but I can't fault anyone that would target them 131 is Justin Tucker no and 132 is Duke Johnson. We can take a flyer on him. I have not seen how he's going to be used in the Houston's offense. So if we want to take a flyer on Duke Johnson, we can take a flyer there. So recapping that round, the only players that we like in that round is going to be Deshaun Jackson, perhaps a tight end, or Duke Johnson. Now, some of our players from previous rounds are going to fall into round 11. So just have them circled on your draft board, whichever falls to that round and becomes value. Let's scoop them up round 11. Round 12, 133, the Jaguars. No, thank you. Now, 134 is Dak Prescott. I cannot believe that Dak Prescott is being drafted as quarterback 18. I have him finishing the season at quarterback eight. If you want to hear my breakdown of Dak Prescott, just listen to episode two of Roto Lounge podcast, and I break down how he's going to be performing in that new offense we're moving him way up Uh, i would definitely take him in round 11 over everyone that we mentioned the tight ends deshaun jackson Uh, if you missed out on kyler murray or you missed out on lamar jackson dak is our new target if you did take kyler and you did take lamar or one of them i would handcuff them with dak prescott he doesn't run as much but i think he's going to be a better passer but i believe kellen moore is going to encourage him to run more around the goal line so i think dak's going to have a good season 135 kiku kuti he has potential he just can't seem to stay healthy so i'm passing there 136 damian harris a lot of hype coming out of camp again i'm on the sony side of this I think Sony's going to have a great season, so maybe I'd stash Damian Harris in Dynasty, but I'm not interested in redrafts. 137, Baltimore Ravens, no thank you. 138, Devin Singletary, no thank you. 139, Golden Tate, no thank you. 140, Jalen Samuels. Now, I mentioned earlier how I wasn't a huge fan of James Conner as a first-round back or early second-round back. I think Jalen Samuels is an extremely good running back. I think he is going to cut into time. I don't think it's going to be a complete timeshare, but I think Jalen Samuels will get some time, and I think it's going to eat at Conner's production. So I definitely want to take a chance at Jalen Samuels if he's available in round 12. 
think that's excellent value. He's going as running back 51. 141 is Anthony Miller. I do like Anthony Miller. I was 100% owned in Dynasty. He seems to get injured quite often, so I don't think I'm going to take a chance on him in redraft. Now, if he does break out, I have my shares in Dynasty, but I won't encourage redrafters to select him because again I don't know what his health is going to be like this season 142 is Dante Moncrief we're passing there TJ Hawkinson at 143 if you listen to the podcast where I break down the tight ends I love his potential as a future NFL stud I'm just not sure how it translates in year one they also have Jesse James so it could be a headache knowing when to start him now if something happens to Jesse James or Hawkinson becomes a superstar in year one, you could see him at the end of the fantasy season really becoming a consistent contributor for the Lions. So I wouldn't mind having Hawkinson, but round 12 is a little too high. And 144, Kirk Cousins, I'm passing there. So recap on round 12. We love Dak Prescott. We love Jalen Samuels. We do not like Jaguars. We do not like Kiku Kuti. No thanks on Damian Harris. No thanks on the Ravens, Singletary, Tate, Anthony Miller, Dante Moncrief, TJ Hawkinson, or Kirk Cousins. (laughs) 